Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So, You can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 right now. Hello, America, and happy Tuesday. We've got two great interviews for you. In fact, we're going to get right to them because both have enormous news to them. Today, we're going to get a chance to talk to a world leader, the Consul General of Poland, here to talk about the recent visit of the Polish Prime Minister to the United States, the message he delivered on Ukraine, the message he's delivering to the world by building a Polish border wall near Russia. A lot of people in America criticize border walls. Our ally, Poland's building one. And also some new energy monies from the United States to back Poland to move into nuclear energy, clean burning, efficient, plentiful energy that doesn't have carbon emissions, something that America often is reluctant to do, but our allies are doing and we're encouraging it. I think it's a big moment, sends a big message. Before we get to Adrian Kubicki, who is the Consul General, we're going to have a great conversation with former Congressman Rodney Davis. He has left Congress in December, but he continues to be one of its most important outside voices, helping us understand what Kevin McCarthy's doing, what the chairman, like Rodney Davis, used to be with the House Administration Committee, what they're doing to tell America a narrative to expose the wrongdoing of the Biden family. Remember, it was Rodney Davis and his great work that unveiled the true stories about January 6th, some of the lies that the Democrats had told us, some of the distortions. Well, Rodney Davis, with a very small staff, without a budget, without a January 6th committee of his own. He unraveled a lot of the false stories and helped America understand what was really going on. He's got some great insights into what James Comer and Jim Jordan are doing, whether it's the hearing yesterday in New York, calling attention to Alvin Bragg's disparate treatment, trying to upgrade a misdemeanor case to felonies against President Trump, trying to downgrade violent felonies for violent offenders down to misdemeanors, putting New Yorkers' safety at risk, according to the Republicans, that taking it to the field has a very powerful tactic that Republicans are using. They're getting out of Washington. They're connecting with real people, even in blue states, in blue cities, and trying to make their mark that they care and that they have a different vision for safety and budgeting and all those things. Yesterday, two powerful examples of that. The hearing, of course, field hearing by Jim Jordan in New York on Manhattan, DA Alvin Bragg's record of prosecuting crimes. And then the Speaker of the House himself, Kevin McCarthy, going to the stock exchange and saying, listen, I'm not going to put this country at risk. I want to get a debt deal done. I have a plan. Joe Biden won't engage, but here's my plan. You guys in Wall Street are smart. Listen to it. Get behind this. Help me. Taking it to the field, taking it to everyday Americans, something that hasn't happened a lot in recent years in Congress, but Kevin McCarthy and the current leadership doing that a lot more. A lot of other big news today. I think the most interesting one, 
as you know, a lot of discussion about the Biden energy plan, the clean energy plans, the efforts to regulate away most of our gas stoves and our gas heaters, our gas furnaces, our gas grills, maybe. Well, as you know, one of the groups that we bring on this show often, U.S. Oil and Gas Association, Tim Stewart, he has started a very important project called handsoffmystove.com. You can go join there, join the grassroots army. There are thousands of Americans working together to send a message to the Biden administration that you want them out of your kitchen, your home, your basement your back deck where your grill might be. Well, augmenting that effort yesterday, or actually today, Senate Republicans sent a letter to the Energy Secretary, Jennifer Granholm, saying, hey, we do not want you to effectively ban gas stoves, which is what your new efficiency regulations are going to do. Get out of Americans' kitchens. Focus on something more important. Maybe get some more nuclear energy. Maybe get some more drilling. Maybe find a way to make gas cheaper, but don't take away the consumer choices that Americans love, particularly when it comes to gas stoves. As the letter says, and it's signed by Ted Cruz, it's signed by Roger Marshall of Kansas, it said, you know, reasonable market-driven solutions are always better than a manipulated market by the government. Market-driven solutions protect the interests of the American people. They're more constitutionally republic-based. They're more open market, free market-based. That's a powerful message. And for those who want to get further involved in this, remember that the U.S. Oil and Gas Association has created this group, handsoffmystove.com. You sign up, it's a buck a month. You get all sorts of intelligence. You join the fight. You can get tools and tactics to reach out to your local city government, your state government, your federal government, if they're taking action that you think will remove your gas stove or keep you from having choices from gas appliances in the future, handsoffmystove.com. That's where you go. Go join there today. I did. It's really interesting. I'm just learning a lot as a journalist. It's a great resource. You should go check it out. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, first up, Congressman Rodney Davis, followed by the Council General of Poland to the United States in New York, Adrian Kubicki. Two great guests back to back right after this commercial break. Folks, if you get your wallet stolen or your cell phone or your car, we know what it is. It's old-fashioned theft. It's crime. We know it. Criminals now have a new way to steal our most valuable asset, our homes. Older Americans are most vulnerable to these types of thefts, and that's because they more often own their homes outright. An 88-year-old Florida woman recently discovered that scammers forged her signature, created a fake deed to her home, and then took her property. Those who buy a property from a deed theft scammer often become victims as well. What can you do to protect yourself? It's simple. My good friends at Home Title Lock provide the premier detection technology to protect your home and its title. The instant they detect an activity or something suspicious, they mobilize to help shut it down. We won't know a thief took us off our title until it's too late. That's why Title Lock jumps into action right away. The titles to all our homes are easily found online. A criminal or renter, even a family member, can simply forge a signature on a home sale form. Then he or she refiles as the new owner and bam, your home is not in your name and all of a sudden debts are being taken out against it. That's why Home Title Lock is my choice. Find out for free when you use my code JUSTNEWS at sign up. You'll get a free comprehensive scan of your home's title and 30 days of legendary home title lock protection free. So go to hometitlelock.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS. That's the promo code JUSTNEWS at hometitlelock.com. Go there today. Folks, Factors delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. 
You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan, plus veggie, and so much more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutritional packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious and easy. What are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. If you're like me and have a busy schedule that the last thing you want to worry about is what to eat or having to go to the grocery store. Factor makes it easy. As they are flexible to your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Plus, Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, usually in just two minutes. So there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Head to factormeals.com slash justnews50 and use the promo code justnews50 to get 50% off. That's the code justnews50 at factormeals.com. One more time, factormeals.com slash justnews50. Use the justnews50 code and you will get 50% off your first order. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. As we've been talking, a really dramatic day in New York. Washington left Washington, went to New York, both in the form of Kevin McCarthy at the Stock Exchange and then Jim Jordan in a field hearing that really called out Alvin Bragg's policies for what they are. They're harming everyday New Yorkers. Our next guest, he's been a big fan of going to the people. He's done it for a long time as a member of Congress from Illinois. He's now one of the most important voices in politics. He's our good friend and former congressman. Rodney Davis. Congressman, good to have you back on the show. It's always great to be back with you, John. It's such an honor. There's been so much going on, but I think one of the dynamics that can't be lost is this new Congress, your colleagues that you worked with for so many years, they're taking issues to the people. They're not just sitting in the bubble of Washington. They have field hearings down at the border, field hearings in Alvin Bragg's backyard. And it has a, a profound effect because you reach real people, you get the local newscasts, and you force the national newscasts to cover it. Are you pretty excited by this strategy and the impact it's having in the public discourse? This is something we tried to do when we were even in the minority. We would go out and do what they called roundtables, because in the House, the majority rules, and the majority is the only one that can do field hearings. So I am so glad Speaker McCarthy set the tone to tell his committee chairs and encourage them, go out into the field, go out amongst the American people, and let's do exactly what you just said. Let the local news cover it. And then maybe force the true narrative on the national news media. Jim Jordan is excellent at creating that narrative and creating that opportunity. And nobody enjoys a fight, even on the home turf of Alton Bragg, more than Jim Jordan does. (laughs) <laughs> There's no doubt. He was he was at the top of his game yesterday. And you really see the coverage. I mean, Alvin Bragg was put on the defensive, the New York progressive way of dealing with felons by releasing them back into the population to commit more crimes was really put on trial. And even the mainstream media was forced to cover it. That's been hard to do sometimes for Republicans to get the mainstream's fascination. It seems like over the last few weeks and few months, that dynamic has changed a little bit. Are you sensing a little bit more willingness of traditional media to cover these issues? I, I think so, because some of the narratives that they helped push out that were really democratic narratives have been proven false. Um, in the end, I, I think journalists as a whole want to be fair. Sometimes I just don't think some reporters know how to be fair. But in the end, New York should just be the first stop in in seeing these field hearings and showing the truth. I certainly hope that Chairman Jordan goes to my home state of Illinois. I hope he goes to Chicago because Chicago, Illinois and the state of Illinois 
is at the forefront of implementing some of these same disastrous criminal justice reform provisions that New York has already had, and we've already seen the terrible daily results. Really just remarkable to think about that. I mean, Chicago, one of the great cities in America, and just in a scourge, we saw that new violence and insanity over the weekend. Sounds like Chicago is the perfect next stop for these mobile hearings. You talked about the media's perpetration of stories that turned out not to be true. One of the most famous ones is the Hunter Biden laptop was Russian disinformation. 51 national security experts signed a letter claiming so before the election. It wasn't true when they wrote it. It hasn't been true since. And in fact, both the FBI, which had a copy of the laptop, knew it wasn't true. So did the Director of National Intelligence, as John Ratcliffe has noted to us. This week, we had a new development. Jim Jordan has divulged that the effort to get that letter instigated, according to one of the signatories in circulators of the letter, a guy named Mike Morrell, the former deputy CIA director, former acting CIA director, he told the committee in a closed deposition that the idea started with and he engaged with the Biden campaign. So for two years, it's been portrayed as an organic intelligence effort, security people. Maybe they were misguided, but their intentions were well. Now we find off it started with the Biden campaign. That was the impetus. And it was a political event, not an organic intelligence event. How important is that to the narrative that we were sold and maybe the recognition by news media that they've been taken to the cleaners a few too many times? Well, I don't know if they were taken to the cleaners or if they willingly wanted to just spread the narrative that all of us knew where it emanated from. I mean, this is a typical, you're in the midst of a campaign. It doesn't matter if you're running for president. It doesn't matter if you're running for Congress. It doesn't matter. It's all going to be the same. They're looking to stop a story. And when, they, when they're doing that, they don't care about the truth. They care about making it a one-day story. And in the end, you have some of the most respected people in the intelligence community over the last five or six administrations that put their reputation on the line. And frankly, if I was them, I would be upset at anybody associated with the campaign who knowingly let me sign a letter that was completely and utterly false. And if they don't hold those campaign officials accountable themselves, then it just shows that they don't mind playing politics with the truth, even when it comes to the same national security issues that they swore to uphold and protect for this great country. Yeah. Yeah, so important. I think there's a moment of inflection for all of those who got wrapped up into that letter. Whether they knew it was the Biden campaign or not, they should have suspected it. And now we have the truth coming out. You have been a clarion voice on China for a long time. Common sense. It's obvious what China wants to do. They want to supplant the United States. Let's get ahead of it. Let's keep our supremacy in the economic and military space. It's been remarkable that Joe Biden has spent most of the last two years telling us no big deal there, nothing going on there. But Democrats, now that Nancy Pelosi has left, are coming out and joining Republicans repeatedly on the subcommittee or the China committee investigation on the TikTok stuff, the ESG. It seems as though Democrats had a concern about China that was maybe suppressed by Nancy Pelosi. And now we're seeing bipartisanship on it. How important is that to combating the Chinese threat? Well, it's extremely important in combating what China has done. Uh, and in the end, I think if the American people want to see what a bipartisan agreement looks like in the United States Congress, when, and, and it's basically a microcosm of how Congress should work. And this was not the case, as you know, during the last four years of Nancy Pelosi's speakership. But Raja Krishnamurthy, the ranking member on the China, Mike Gallagher, 
who was my mentee when he was a freshman, so I got to take some credit for this, John. <laughs> but those two, him as Gallagher's chairman, Raja as ranking member, they are showing the American people what it's like to come together to address national security issues. And that's how Congress as a whole should work. But it won't because Congress has become too polarized. But I certainly hope the news media as a whole picks up on Americans being able to come together on a congressional committee for true national security issues. Um, and maybe they bleed over to the rest of the issues too. But they're very important issues. And that cooperation, I think, does not get enough attention. I'm glad you're bringing it up. Yeah, it's been one of the amazing storylines in Washington, even political, the Washington Post, New York Times now beginning to take note. Hey, there's something going on here. Kevin McCarthy's able to effectively engage Democrats and get a conversation going on things that are maybe bigger than party politics like China. And it's really, really struck me. That's something that you, in your entire time in Congress, you were always doing. You were always trying to find areas where Democrats could reach across the aisle and make effective policy. And I think that it's starting to take root in a really unique way. One place where there's going to be a battle. And yesterday, I think I saw a pretty dramatic escalation of the situation is the debt ceiling. Kevin McCarthy holding strong. Yep. You want your debt ceiling raised? We're going to have some reform on spending. He took his case directly to Wall Street, which has a lot at stake in this debate. How important was it for him not only to go and ask for Wall Street's help, but to lay out a vision of how this can be done in a responsible way? Well, Kevin McCarthy is doing a phenomenal job going out and following his own advice to his own chairman to hold their own field hearings. He's going out and spreading the Republican message to the American people. He went to the stock exchange, and just like Ronald Reagan, he talked about issues that are important to the American economy. And Kevin McCarthy, there is, he's one of the best communicators I've ever served with and ever known in Washington, D.C. And when Kevin McCarthy goes out, he lays out the reasons why politically issues that the Democrats and their friends in the media are perpetuating are just not consistent with the truth and realities of the past. You know, I was in Congress for 10 years, and when we had debt limit increases, and we had numerous ones, we always had something that was put in to be able to leverage spending reforms or spending priorities. So Republicans asking for this is nothing new, John. And as a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, Kevin laid out pretty effectively that Joe Biden voted against raising the debt limit four times. Why? Because he couldn't extract what he wanted out of Republican administrations and Republicans in Congress. So for him to say he doesn't want to sit down and negotiate is the height of hypocrisy. Yeah. And he got called out on, I think, in a pretty significant way in that event yesterday at the stock exchange. There obviously are 218 cooks on the Republican side that all have their own idea of how to shrink government, how to do this. How does Kevin McCarthy pull together and create a consensus so that Republicans go in united? Because if the House Republicans united, it's a much more difficult slog for Joe Biden or Chuck Schumer, for that matter, in the Senate. Very much so. And it's, it's figuring out what you need to win. But the Democrats are going to use this to put America's economy on the brink. They want to see Republicans uh, have to be put on, on the defensive. And they want Kevin McCarthy and the Republicans in the House to get the necessary votes to move it over to the Senate. And in the end, in the end, I think Kevin and Steve Scalise and Tom Emmer and the rest of our leadership team with Elise Stefanik, uh, they'll be able to work these issues out. And Garrett Graves, one of my colleagues from Louisiana, 
this is a guy you got to watch here in Congress because he's got a very bright future. Garrett's kind of leading the debates and the discussions. There's not many people in Congress that, that can do a better job of getting to a consensus. And what I think you'll see is you'll see some, some wins. Is it going to be the major wins that we as Republicans would want uh, holistically? No, we're in a divided government. But you got to be realistic. Let's take some permitting reform issues. Those are issues that have tremendous savings of your U.S. taxpayer dollars when it comes to time and resources that the Biden administration then would have to not waste taxpayer dollars in the future. Those are things like, those are regulatory issues that we ought to be able to address that will pay dividends to the American taxpayers for decades to come. Let's find a few regulatory issues that we can all agree on and say, okay, here's how we're going to win for the American people. And when we do that, we'll lead and we'll be able to get that leverage and get those wins as Republicans. And we'll see what they end up being, though. Yeah, it's really fascinating. And it's interesting. I, wanna, I went to interview Speaker McCarthy a couple of weeks ago, and he brought Garrett Graves to the interview, clearly signaling that Garrett Graves has is, is got a very bright future in terms of quarterbacking important things. And one of the areas that they predicted Democrats are going to make a deal on is on permitting reform, particularly for energy projects. Liberal Democrats are finding out the regulatory morass that they created is blocking their own clean energy money from having effect. Of course, <laughs> Republicans have been saying this for years. They're like, hey, thanks for recognizing it now. That could be one of those really unexpected areas this summer where some consensus is built, isn't it? Well, and it well yes. Your, the answer is yes. And, and at the same time, you know, we put provisions into the Biden infrastructure bill that would allow for one federal decision. So you don't have multiple studies going on for decades, costing taxpayers millions, if not billions more in project money before we get to any construction of any project. And the Biden administration is not implementing those procedures. So any agreement would force the Biden administration to do what they wanted in their own bill. And that is something that I think gets underestimated as to how much it would save the American taxpayers and how much we would then get money invested in true infrastructure projects that the American people, Republicans and Democrats support. Yeah, so, so very important. When you gave your final speech on the floor, you said something that has resonated in my head for the last four or five months, which is don't outsmart your common sense. That Americans are common sense people first. And sometimes the common sense solution is the best solution. It seems as though a lot of people have taken that advice to heart. You look at a lot of the things that Congress has set its sights on and gotten done in the first 90 days, and they all seem to focus on common sense things. Like, oh, of course, I, who can be against that? That makes sense. Sometimes little, a little victories add up to big change. Do you feel like the Republicans are trying to own that common sense caucus now in America? Well, see, I've been a part of it, so I, th I thought we owned it for years. But there are times when, when we had folks that did outsmart their common sense on the Republican side. But in the end, I think what it shows the American people is that, yes, Kevin McCarthy is willing to be a different type of speaker than Nancy Pelosi. It's less about a top-down, one-party-only rule in the chamber like we witnessed for four years under Speaker Pelosi, and more about consensus building. And look at the bipartisan votes that have been coming over on those common sense proposals that Speaker McCarthy made sure went to the floor first. And he's treating his counterpart, ranking member or uh, minority leader, Hakeem Jeffries, much differently than he was ever treated. And frankly, John, I, Really noticeable. Oh, 
I would have, if I would have still been there and been Kevin Tal's administration chair, I would have called him every name in the book about being a wimp, <laughs> about not fighting these guys. I'd have been like, come on, you can't do this for Pelosi. You can't do this for the their leadership team. And I would have been told by Kevin, this is how I wanted to be treated when I was minority leader, and I'm not going to do what they did to me. And that is a sign of a true leader. And I, I have a lot more respect for Kevin McCarthy for not being as adamantly partisan when it comes to dealing with his counterparts that he was treated as when he was in the minority. Yeah, it probably contributed to some of those early wins, like the China votes and other things that, that have happened. I want to just step back. 2024 is such a consequential election. And there are a lot of people say, well, Republicans at a disadvantage because there's the abortion issue that Democrats use. But when you look at the map, the map is more favorable to Republicans. When you look at the issues that Americans are most concerned about, crime, inflation, the China threat, all of those are ones where Republicans have an enormous preference. What is the key for any Republican candidate, whether you're running from city council all the way up to president, what's the messaging, the issues, the focal point that a candidate should have to get voters to pull the lever for them in 2024? It's about what matters locally the most. I mean, every single voter in America knows that Washington, D.C. is screwed up. But to me, what really sets apart the winners in very marginal, even political districts is what are you doing back home to prove to those who are not inundated and you know just living and breathing politics and R versus D in, in a 24-hour way like only the most partisans are? Most Americans don't live, eat, and breathe what we see here in Washington. We think they do because we don't live in reality. And in the end, most Americans care about how much are they paying at the grocery store, how much is it going? How long is it going to take them to go pick up their kids after school and get them to their next sporting event? How much is it going to cost to actually replace that broken down vehicle? Those are the pocketbook issues that Republicans need to address. And that is how Republicans in the House, Republicans running to take over the Senate can really make the difference. Look, the culture wars are fun. It's fun to argue. It's fun to sit back and laugh when companies like Anheuser-Busch make terrible decisions that cost them $5 billion in market cap. It's funny, but it's disgusting at the same time that they decided to get engaged in that process, in that political, very hypercharged culture war debate. But to win races that are going to keep us in the majority and keep Kevin McCarthy as speaker, we're going to have to have candidates that localize their election, that remind those silent, middle-of-the-road voters that are not not partisan what you're doing for them yeah it's it's remarkable when i first came to washington in 1991 there was a newly retired senator who's a democrat but he had a phrase he would say if people aren't talking about it at the dinner table you shouldn't be talking about it on the campaign trail that discipline of trying to connect with the things that people are really grappling with in their life which is something you did in your entire time in congress that's really good advice over the next few weeks what are the most important things you're going to be watching for in washington well, we're, we're, we're going to watch what's happening with the Hunter Biden laptop story and the Biden family story. Jamie Comer, you know how many times I've talked about how great of a person he is. He is the perfect chairman of oversight and government reform. Jamie is somebody who allows his committee members to see exactly what he sees. And it's about building consensus. When you have, uh, when you have uh, more 
uh, you know, more vulnerable members in seats that are more vulnerable, like Nancy Mace, talking about what she has seen because Jamie has gotten those financial reports that show that the Biden family was getting resources that most Americans wouldn't be able to get. And and really, the questions just need to be answered. And, and that's what the American people get frustrated by. They do believe that there's a two-tiered system of justice, that Republicans like President Trump were treated differently than Democrats like Joe Biden and his family. I mean, do you believe that Jerry Nadler or, um, or Jerry Connolly would have would have not released those same reports about Donald Trump Jr. and Eric Trump and Ivanka Trump if they were similar? No, he would have put them out there. And Jamie Comer's doing it slowly. He's doing it methodically. And this is what's going to envelop Capitol Hill in the next few weeks if the media continues to cover it. You're going to have the debt ceiling really overtake all issues. And, and I'm excited to see Kevin Stanstrom. And I think those two issues are what's going to get us into probably June and July. When I watch Congressman Comer, Chairman Conner, I see a lot of what you did last year. When you're doing an investigation, you have to tell a story that makes sense to the people. And he's telling it chapter by chapter, page by page. And it's really starting to sink in, much like you did when you reversed the January 6th false narrative that Democrats had made. It was a real honor watching you do that, sir. It was really something to see. And I can't thank you enough for being on the show today. Buddy, it's always great to be on with you. I truly enjoy it. I hope to see you personally soon. And um, let me know anytime. I love talking with you about any of these issues. And I'm humbled and honored that uh, you give me the opportunity to do so. Well, we love having you. Our audience loves you for all the common sense that you provide us every day. So great opportunity. We'll be sure to get you back on real soon, sir. Thank you. Thank you, buddy. Don't outsmart your common sense. <laughs> That's my new bumper sticker. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. All right, folks, don't go anywhere. A little global talk. When we come back, yep, we're going to be talking to a world leader, the Consul General to the United States from Poland, Adrian Kubicki, right after this. Folks, Field of Greens is the healthiest thing I do every day, and I want you on this journey with me. Why? It's literally one scoop a day. It tastes great. I love the fruit flavors particularly, and it's completely improved my life and my health. This is nutrition the way nature intended. When I began taking a hard look at why I wasn't feeling good and why I felt unhealthy, why I was gaining weight, why I was losing energy, it wasn't just because I had hit my 50s. No, it was because I wasn't getting the right amount of fruit and vegetables in my diet. And listen, it's, I'm just too busy to go to the store, clean up the vegetables, cook uh, uh, vegetable dinners, and make sure I hit the fruit. A field of greens stepped in. One scoop of powder in my drink or on my eggs in the morning, and boom, I was off and feeling better. And suddenly, I was losing weight. I was sleeping better. My metabolism went up. My blood sugar went down. My cholesterol went down, and my weight went down. And my doctor said, hey, whatever you're doing, keep it doing. You know what that is? It's Field of Greens. That's what I've been doing. Field of Greens is radically different. Each organic fruit and vegetable was medically chosen to support heart and vital organ health. I trust Field of Greens to keep me healthy. I promise you, you're going to love this product. But if for any reason you don't, they'll give you your 100% money back guarantee. Now, you're going to get 15% off your first order plus free rush shipping because of the incredible partnership we have here at Just the News with Brick 
House Nutrition, and, of course, Field of Greens. All you got to do to take advantage of this offer, visit fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Don't wait. Go to fieldofgreens.com today. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS for 15% off. Hey, folks, it's John Solomon here. Today, I want to shine a light on AMAC, an organization who's dedicated to America's seniors but is vital for conservatives of all ages. AMAC stands out by not only advocating for senior issues, but also by pushing for conservative values that affect us all. By joining, you're not just supporting our senior citizens, you're part of a movement defending the freedoms that made this country great and to ensure that we secure our nation's future. Plus, membership brings you exclusive benefits like discounts on travel, dining, and entertainment, and of course, special insurance rates, one of the things I like. Regardless of your age, if you're driven to preserve freedom, AMAC welcomes you. This is about uniting youthful vigor with the wisdom of experience and our quest to keep this country great. Sign up now for amac.us slash justnews. And for a limited time, you get a free gift membership for someone else who shares your love for our great nation. Don't miss out on this chance to make a difference from AMAC. Join today at amac.us slash justnews. That's amac.us slash justnews. And extend the invitation to a friend or family member for free. What a great opportunity. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. Every so often, we are lucky enough to engage with world leaders and talk about some of the most important news of the day. Obviously, nothing more important in Europe these days than the Russian-Ukraine war and all that is going on, the implications for the entire continent. And our next guest, well, he is the Consul General for Poland in New York, a very learned man and one who has a great relationship with the United States, Adrian Kubicki. Mr. Consul General, great to have you on the show. Thank you very much for having me. I'm sorry for the background, but we're working, so we are commuting. We're, we're on, on our way with, uh, with many different irons, uh, but I'm all with you. <laughs> I love it. You're always in motion, always in action. I'm fascinated. Obviously, the U.S.-Polish relationship is so important to our country for, for decades and centuries now. But over the last week, the Polish prime minister really made some very important comments, uh, words of caution to the United States about being careful with the words that we use and to understand what's at stake in the Ukraine-Russia war. Tell us why his comments were so important for Americans to hear. Well, first of all, uh, the Prime Minister's Morawiecki um, visit to the United States of America came uh, in the moment when we felt it's uh, really needed to reaffirm, to send the reaffirmation message to Americans about the strength of the alliance, not only between the United States of America and Poland, uh, but uh, also, and maybe in this case, even more importantly, the alliance between the entire Europe and the United States of America. I think we should remain united, even though there might be some our forces somewhere else in the world trying to uh, create or cause a crack in that relation. We, we must stand uh, firmly united uh, against the challenges uh, that we all face. So one of them is obviously Ukraine, but um, this is more of international puzzles, including some other forces, some other countries that have their own interests uh, in uh, trying to sp uh, splitting us apart, uh, I mean the United States of America and Europe. Uh, and I think it was a great success. The message was conveyed by our Prime Minister here in the United States of America uh, during his meeting with the uh, Vice President Kamala Harris, uh, during some other meetings, you know, that this alliance, you, you pointed it out, it's very strong. 
It's based uh, on uh, many different uh, levels and fields of collaboration, uh, but one of them very important is security. Uh, some of the supplies that we are going to make um, from the American uh, military uh, the producers, manufacturers, uh, but we also collaborate in the field of economy. We try to face uh, global challenges together. And I think we all learned, and also here in America, um, uh, the administration learned that the Poland is very committed, but it's also uh, becoming one of the major allies uh, of the U.S. in Europe. Oh, no doubt. And also one of its strongest economy, Poland's economy and all of its progress over the last two or three decades. So impressive. One of the great success stories of Europe. The alliance between the United States and Poland on display, even again today, uh, U.S. government announcing efforts to lend Poland $4 billion to build nuclear energy, get clean energy going in Poland. One of the many signs that the relationship is very healthy, and this is a really important project for Poland, isn't it? It is a very important uh, project uh, in Poland. Uh, first of all, we are on the way, and we are actually one of the fastest uh, in Europe in that field and becoming independent from, from Russian natural resources, from, from the fossil fuels. Um, and uh, all along the line is to transform the energy in Poland, the energy sector in Poland, in the way that is, uh, first of all, obviously, ecological, environment-friendly, but uh, also adjusted, well-adjusted and well-suited uh, to, uh, to, to the structure of our economy and our society. And the, the building nuclear power plants together with our American partners is one of the key objectives. Uh, Prime Minister, during his visit in, in, in the U.S., also had meetings with representatives of the companies that will around this project in Poland uh, will build a nuclear power plant. We're very happy that we can use uh, this uh, great experience and expertise of, of American partners uh, in that field. And we're sure that in a few years' time, this is a few years' uh, project, uh, in a few years' time, Poland uh, will have a first nuclear power plant established and open. What a remarkable moment. Clean energy, reliable energy, plentiful energy, good for the entire European continent when that moment comes. Obviously, Poland has got a lot at stake in the Russia-Ukraine war because it's so close to the region. There are a couple things that have happened over the last couple of days. I think America's are just in first. You've begun construction on an electronic wall, basically, electronic barrier to keep an eye to make sure Russians don't penetrate your border. How important is that? And what message does that send to Moscow? Well, first of all, uh, the importance of, of, of Poland has grown over the uh, past year of invasion, over a year on, of invasion. And no one has any doubts that the security of Poland and the border of Poland in many fields and all aspects, all across the spectrum, is actually a security of the entire NATO. And we are right now guardians of the Western civilization safety, the safety of the citizens, not only of Poland, but uh, also of, of other European countries. And also uh, America is also a part, the United States of America, USA is a part of, of that uh, Western world that we try to protect right now. So uh, implementing uh, any technology really that is reliable and helps to enhance the security is something uh, of a crucial importance uh, right now. You emphasize, and it's absolutely correct, that Poland is taking bold steps uh, towards um, enhancing the level of security. We're not afraid of Moscow, and the message that we, we were sending out to Putin and to Moscow 
uh, is that we will not hesitate and uh, we will not allow ourselves to be blackmailed, threatened. Um, uh, threats will only um, fuel us in terms of enhancing further and, and enhancing our security and taking bold steps uh, to protect ourselves. And as I said, we are very committed to carry the mission of protecting the, uh, the entire Western world from the natural enemy, which is Russia, uh, until uh, they are finally pushed back and stopped with their invasion and with their imperialistic plans. Yeah, so important. And peace through strength. It's always amazing. By taking those actions of strength, you actually ensure peace in the continent a little bit better because Russia knows you mean business. And I think it's such an important moment. There was another important development today. Obviously, Poland proposed new EU sanctions against Russia over its behavior in the Ukraine war. Another important thing of keeping the pressure on Russia to act like a responsible citizen in the global community, not like it's been. Sanctions important part of the strategy, isn't it? That's correct. Uh, the The problem is that um, among some of our partners, and especially in the private sector, um, uh, the support of sanctions is softening, and this is a big challenge. We believe that sanctions uh, are a powerful tool, but they are uh, working only uh, when they are obeyed uh, by all parties involved. Bypassing sanctioning Russia is not going to work, because the, the purpose of sanction is cause the exhaustion in Russia, uh, hence uh, encourage that way Russia to take step backs and return on the path of, uh, of the righteousness, if, if we, we may say so. But sanctions will not work uh, unless everyone obeyed those. Uh, we suggested and we, we, we proposed and we were proposing many times uh, already uh, the set of sanctions that, that will be painful enough for Russia um, to to help them to make this decision of, of stepping back. Now we obviously count on, on the support of our partners and allies. Um, in theory, uh, all of the European countries agree that we must take uh, forcefully uh, severe measures to, to stop Russia. Uh, but there is always a question about realization. Um, so when we propose the set of sanctions, obviously, the major question is, um, are they going to be accepted and are they going to be obeyed? Uh, but this is the next step uh, that we started with proposing the set of sanctions and we hope for, for support of our partners and allies. So important. Last quick question, because I think a lot of folks in the West were just trying to understand what was going on. For a while, Poland opposed some Ukrainian grain shipments going through to the rest of Europe. I think that's been resolved. But just tell us a little bit about what was going on there. there there's actually a, a much more narrow reason for this than not trying to show support for Ukraine. Well, this is a triangle of, of the, the parties involved in that development, which is Ukraine, obviously, that sends out uh, the grain. Poland, which is the recipient, uh, uh, the, the, the reason of that obviously that is that we are a bordering country of Ukraine, and there is European Union that, that should act in helping uh, to ship that grain farther to Africa to other place, designated places uh, for for the grain. Um, uh, we uh, unfortunately we faced some interruptions in that process. Some amount of the grain landed in Poland and had to be distributed, which obviously influenced the local market. Um, uh, and we have to find some level of agreement uh, also with European Union and with our Ukrainian brothers and sisters 
um, how to uh, carry the transfer uh, through Poland without uh, without uh, this kind of um, uh, this this kind of interruptions in the future. And we are in negotiations right now. We're talking as we speak. They're talking in Warsaw with uh, the Ukrainian partners on the solution that can be immediately implemented uh, and and help us uh, smooth up the process of transferring grains to Poland, to the third countries. Um, Something that we try to avoid and and is very sensitive is that everything is used by Russian propaganda against... They turn everything around, don't they? and friendship exactly between Poland and, and Ukraine and European Union. So so they try to uh, blow it out of proportion, any form, uh, any discussions that we have, they try to blow out of proportion uh, just to send out the message that maybe there are cracks and that maybe uh, there's something is happening, something wrong is happening with the alliance between Poland and Ukraine. So. Uh, to them and to all of you, there is no, uh, there is nothing wrong going on uh, in that friendship between Poland and, and Ukraine. Poland support to, to Ukraine is unwavering. Uh, we just have to solve problems as they uh, show up, which is obvious and inevitable. Uh, and we will find solutions um, that, that will work for for all parties involved. Yeah, no doubt about it. Final question: The Polish Prime Minister said yesterday in an interview with. NBC News, it's important that America not have fatigue in the war, that they stay with it. How important is that message to get to every single American in this country? This is the most important question because we understand that with the, that with the time passing and this war lasting a little bit longer than many people expected, uh, the exhaustion uh, comes in place. And obviously there are many local issues that each American has to face every day and some of the problems that administration on, in, on every level must face every day. Uh, so there are questions being raised, obviously, uh, whether this involvement in the uh, Ukrainian cause uh, is still something valid and maybe should be revised. Um, from our perspective and Polish perspective, it's very special. There is no alternative by standing with Ukrainians uh, and all its allies and providing help for them until they finally win over Russia. Uh, Not only out of humanitarian reasons and and compassionate reasons, but uh, also and maybe mainly because Russia is not only a threat to Ukraine, it's a threat to global stability and the world that we build and uh, we cherish. Um, And and this is the main reason why we should contribute. It sounds very... uh, uh, very unreal when we talk to Americans and try to convince them that Russia eventually might create a direct uh, threat to them, to their country, but this is the reality. It might not happen in a year, uh, but it might happen uh, in a longer period of time if we're not put, uh, if we're not going to put the full stop on Russian invasion in Ukraine right now. Yeah, so important that Americans stay the course. And I think that message was delivered eloquently by your prime minister over the last days and by you as well. Mr. Kabicki, what a great honor to have you on. I really appreciate this very important update. We'll be sure to keep in touch. It's all mine. Thank you very much. Thank you, sir. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after these messages. You know what, folks? Stress may be why you can't lose weight. If you've got moderate to high stress like I do, a doctor-formulated weight loss supplement called Lean could be your solution. 
Chronic stress wreaks havoc on blood sugar, which can cause your body to store excess fat. Stress can also slow your metabolism, which fuels weight gain. And you know all about stress eating and sugar cravings, right? Now the good news. The studied ingredients in lean have been shown to help maintain healthy blood sugar levels, help optimize metabolism, and keep your appetite under control. Now, if your life is a bit stressful like mine and you want to lose weight, Add lean to your healthy diet and exercise lifestyle. Now get 15% off and free shipping at takelean.com. That's takelean.com and enter the promo code JUSTNEWS15. That's the promo code JUSTNEWS15 at takelean.com. One more time, takelean.com. Statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, and it's not a substitute or alternative for care from a health care provider. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So you can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation, and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold, and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it, with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 right now. All right, folks, that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports. Thanks for listening today. A big thank you to Rodney Davis and to Adrian Kubicki for really insightful interviews. I think we broke some important news, got a lot of insights on that. Remember, if you want to join the effort to fight the regulating away our gas stoves and other gas appliances, go to handsoffmystove.com, handsoffmystove.com. Dot com. That's a really important movement going on. And for those who've been asking about it, that's how you get there. You can sign up there. Finally, the economy, as you know, continues to show bright, blinking red warning signs of a recession on the way. And for a lot of folks who've seen the market soften and the bond market disappear and a large portions of our retirements and investments start to dwindle under a declining market, it's time maybe to consider converting your IRA or 401k into a precious metals IRA. This is even more important as interest rates rise, inflation continues out of control, government spending continues to soar. Precious metals, as Philip Patrick, our good friend, reminds us often, are a good hedge against such really unfriendly, hostile economic forces. And so if you want to figure out how you can do that, our friends at Birch Gold Group have a solution for you. All you got to do is text the word Just News to 989898. Just News to 989898. You're going to get a free info kit on gold, how you can incorporate it into your portfolios, including your retirement portfolio. Yeah, that's right. Pension and 401k IRA. You can invest some of that there. How do you get started? Well, it's really simple. All you got to do is text the word Just News to 989898. Claim your free info kit on gold today. Remember, Birch Gold has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of happy customers, countless five-star reviews. And when you're trying to make an important decision about protecting your future, your retirement, your 401k, your IRAs, you want to trust someone 
that is there to protect you, not to protect its own profits. That's what the Birch Gold Group is all about, protecting you. Get started today. Just text the word Just News to 989898. You'll be on your way. All right, folks, that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports. Thanks for tuning in. God bless you. We'll be back tomorrow with another edition. History, economics, the great works of literature, the meaning of the U.S. Constitution. Did you study these things in school? Probably not. Or even if you did, like I did, maybe it's time for a refresher. Time and technology have changed a lot of things, but they have not changed basic fundamental truths about the world and our place in it as America. That's why I'm so excited that Hillsdale College is offering more than 40 free online courses in the most important and enduring subject. You can learn about the works of C.S. Lewis, the stories in the book of Genesis, the meaning of the U.S. Constitution, the rise and fall of the Roman Republic, or the history of the ancient Christian church with Hillsdale College's online courses, all available for free. That's right, you heard me, for free. You don't get anything free in the Biden economy today. I personally recommend you sign up for the American Citizenship and its decline. It's with my good friend, the great historian, Victor Davis Hanson. In this eight-lecture course, VDH, as I like to call him, explores the history of citizenship in the West and the threats it faces today. Threats like the erosion of the middle class, the disappearance of our borders, the growth of an unaccountable deep state, and the rise of globalist organizations. The course is self-paced so that you can start whenever and wherever. So start your free course, American Citizenship and Its Decline, with my good friend, Victor Davis Hanson, today. How do you do that? Go right now to hillsdale.edu slash justnews to start. It's free and it's easy to get started. And it's an easy URL to remember. All you got to do, go to hillsdale.edu slash justnews. One more time, hillsdale.edu slash just news. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So, you can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 right now.